It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never a bad time for equality, is there? Saying that it will come with the time, while it hasn't come, we've waited enough. EU Confidential brings you a special new mini-series on women. 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 Power. Power. And and the the EU EU election. The XX Factor features both politicians and candidates. Women are risk-takers. People forget that. Female leaders in the European Union. You can really feel the change. You're listening to The XX Factor. On the heels of International Women's Day, people from around the world gathered in support of gender equality and to celebrate the accomplishments of women. I'm here because I think it's important to give visibility to feminism and because I'm for equality of rights. Women's rights are so important and people think it's just like a non-Western thing, but it's not true. Like we need to defend it here too. This is Lily Beyer, reporter at Politico. And welcome to the inaugural episode of The XX Factor. Over the coming weeks, we'll discuss women, power, and the EU election. Over the last few days, we've seen European leaders call for gender equality in EU institutions. At this year's South by Southwest conference in Austin, Texas, EU Competition Commissioner Margaret Vestager called for a gender-balanced commission. And, you know, every member state will put on some uh, name one, I think they should name two, a man and a woman, so that we could have a gender-balanced commission. Others across the political spectrum agree. Manfred Weber, the center-right European People's Party lead candidate who wants to be the next European Commission president, recently said that he would insist on gender parity among commissioners. But he's not to be outdone by the lead candidate for the Socialists and Democrats, Franz Timmermans, who repeatedly said that he is a feminist himself. Let me start by telling you that I'm a feminist by conviction. Why? Because I believe every human being deserves to be treated equally. Needless to say, it seems as though gender equality is on many people's minds. In this episode, we'll talk about political representation of women in Europe. We'll hear from some of the youngest women aiming to be elected in May. We'll also hear from Belgian MEP Maria Arena about what she believes are the biggest barriers to women serving in politics. But first, let's talk numbers. At the current rate, it would take 107 years to overcome the gap in women's political representation around the world. That's according to a recent report from the World Economic Forum. And the current situation in Europe isn't much better. 
Even though women represent a majority of EU citizens, they are a minority among elected officials. The Council of European Municipalities and Regions just published a brand new study on women in politics. While women currently make up 36% of the European Parliament, that's only a 1% increase over the last 10 years. Go and see what women are doing at the European Parliament. This is Maria Arena from Belgium. And you will find a lot of topics, issues where women are really fighting for. We recently met with a socialist MEP in her offices in Brussels. We wanted to understand some of the barriers for women in politics at the European level. As you can tell from the banging on the table, she is passionate about these issues. I think you have different barriers. The first is the mentality. Uh, you have to change the mentality. For example, when you say to people, uh, yeah, you have to vote for a woman, the first thing that they are asking you is, is she competent? And I say, do you ask the same question for a man? And I think they, are, they don't. Uh, so the first thing to change is the mentality. And it is why it's difficult to have this representation of women is just because even women are not voting for women. So I think that we have to show people that women are competent, as competent as men, and I must say perhaps more, not because they are women, but because the barriers that they have, that they are confronted to, there are so many that when they are there, it's because they are really competent. Uh, so they can trust women when they are there, when they are in the parliament. But this is the first thing that we have to change. The second thing is also the way we organize the work. You have a lot of meetings here, uh, or really early in the morning, or really late in the evening. And it's difficult in this organization uh, when you have children, because for the moment, I'm, I'm fighting against that, but for the moment you have a lot of women being in charge of their family. And so when you organize your job, at the same moment that you have your children, it's something difficult also. So you have also to organize the life for women to be more comfortable with the, the job that they have. And the, the last thing is because women are in charge of the family, the family. So we have to also to change this, saying it's not because you are, you are a woman that you have to be in charge of your family. You can be in charge of the family also if you are a man. And so, for example, when people are asking you, uh, was it difficult for you as a mother to be in politics? And it's the same question I say, are you asking the same question to a man? Give it to a man and ask him and to make him a little bit more, perhaps uh, a shame, saying, oh, sorry, uh, it's not my business. No, ask the man if they feel comfortable with the fact that they, they have no time with their, their children, with their family. And I think it's the way you can change also uh, the way of thinking of people. It's one thing to face barriers when considering a role in politics. It's another to be confronted with them once you are actually elected. Arena views the biggest issue of sexism actually when it comes to the media. I think the most important sexism that we feel is with media. Because, uh, for example, media are really interested in what we are doing for the International Day for Women's Rights. But when it comes to topics just like trade or uh, finance, or they are not asking us what we are thinking about something. And so I think that the media, are, perhaps they are not really conscious about that, but there is a very strong 
machism in the media. And so we have not the word. We, we can't, we are not in the, in, in the different interviews. We are not, I think that they, they feel that we are not competent. We are competent to speak about women, but not to speak about budget, to speak about finance, to speak about trade. So perhaps we have to change this. Sometimes you can have some kind of uh, relationship with your counterpart saying, oh, you are women, so perhaps you are a little bit too nervous. This is the kind of sexism that we can have, hysterie. Uh, yeah, calm you a little bit. Yeah, be quiet, Maria. You don't, you don't have to be so impulsive. Or, sometimes you have this kind of, of remarks coming from your colleagues. Okay, you say, okay, uh, I just don't want to be quiet, so you don't have to give me an advice on this. And you can, you can answer, and it's okay. But with media, it's something more difficult to, to face it, uh, because they don't want to give you the micro. We asked Irina to tell us what issues she believes women are leading on at the EU level. On the environmental issue, you have more women in the European Parliament. Uh, for example, if you see on the environment coordination, uh, you know, we are organized in co different committee. You have the chair of the committee and you have the coordinator in the committee. And the coordinator is the one who works more in the different groups and have more political power in the group. And if you see the environmental issue is in all groups an issue led by women. And I was really surprised in Belgium because when you see the March for the Climate, there are only young women. And so I said, oh, it's, it's strange that the question of environment, the question of climate, the question of uh, well-being, it's an issue for women. And I said, for this term, I was on trade, employment and women's committee. And I think that I will ask to be in environmental committee for next one, because I think it's really something that we can, we can build together something better for the world. Maria Arena is a self-proclaimed feminist. Yes, of course, of course. I'm a feminist. My father told me, you know, Maria, he's from Sicily, he's from Italy. But he's really, really open. He decided to give us the opportunity to study, to be strong women. Uh, we were two, my sister and me. And so we, we were really educated for this, uh, for this feminism. We decided to fight for, for it. And he said, you know, here in Belgium, the only thing that you can get from the sky is rain. So if you want something, you have to fight for it. And as women, we have to, to be educated like this. If we want something, we have to fight for it. This, for me, is feminism. I hope we can get this objective. Perhaps it will be another word, and we don't have to fight anymore for these rights. But this is perhaps an ideal. But for the moment, we have, very, we have to fight strongly for that. Speaking of fighting, we asked the question of whether it's time for the EU's top positions to be filled by women. Yeah, it would be great. Not only a female European Parliament, but also a female chair of the Commission. I think that we can, we can, we can ask for it, of course. Asking for it is one way. We were also curious to understand her viewpoint on quotas for women serving in Parliament. 
According to the latest Special Eurobarometer survey on gender equality, 70% of Europeans are in favor of legal measures to ensure parity between women and men in politics. I support all the ideas of quotas, just because it's too difficult for women naturally to go to the representation at the political level, but also in the business uh, or education. Or So I think that when it's too difficult to reach your objective, it's necessary to have quotas. Uh, we succeeded in having the equality on the list, uh, but it was not enough. Uh, so we asked to have this a woman, a man, a woman, a man mm-hmm. uh, on the list. Alternating. And alternating mm-hmm. uh, between men and women. And this is really important because you know that when you put the men in the first places and the women at the last places, you can be sure that the one that will be elected are the men. So it's necessary to have a man, a woman, a woman, a man, and to guarantee that you have more women to be elected. It's difficult to have a quota for people being elected because you are elected by people and you can't change what people are are choosing. So this, you can't change it, but you can have a mechanism to make that women are elected and not only men. Arena's home country of Belgium is among those, like France and Slovenia, that have imposed some sort of gender quota system in elections. 11 countries will have gender quotas in the upcoming European election. That's up from eight member states which imposed some form of gender quotas in the 2014 election. It's important to keep in mind that gender quotas are generally gender neutral, aiming to avoid the underrepresentation of both men and women. But achieving gender parity goes beyond quotas or the way candidates are listed on a ballot, known as zipping, as Arena mentioned. Countries like Ireland have created a platform to train female candidates and encourage young women to participate in politics. Slovenia is another example where mentoring programs and training are provided for women politicians. We asked if there is anything the European Parliament could do to support equality, not just in politics, but in general. We worked on work-life balance, how to conciliate your life and your profession, your private life and your professional life. And we took the more important standards, for example, coming from the Scandinavian countries, saying it's possible to organize this equality between men and women when it comes to the family. And we said, okay, if it's possible there, we can have these standards for all the Europe. And so we put, for example, the paternity leave, saying it's necessary to organize a paternity leave being paid, well paid, all over Europe to guarantee the fact that the men are taking this paternity leave. And so now with this directive, we succeeded in having these minimum standards saying you have 10 days for paternity leave paid because you have, for example, some countries having paternity leave without paying. And so it's no way to have it because the men are not taking their leave if they are not paid for it. So it's the minimum standard. If you want to have more, you can. But at least you have to have 10 days paid for men. Uh, And this is the minimum standards for everybody. And we know that when we are touching on how to care about the family for the moment in the more conservative countries, 
it is for women. <laughs> and so if we change it, we just upgrade the situation in this country. So Europe is for that. If we succeed in upgrading the situation, it is for everybody. So this is really important, to have these standards, minimum standards, to guarantee that everybody has the same rights. But could efforts to promote women in politics, business and elsewhere be derailed by your skeptics elected to the parliament in May? We asked the MEP if she was worried about women's issues getting less of a focus. It's worse than less of a focus because these populism, nationalism, you can add sexism in these groups. I have never, never met with a nationalist uh, who is fighting for women's rights. Never. So if these people are winning at the European level, it's really, really dangerous for women. So when you speak with populism, they are just promoting the traditional way of patriarchal organization. So it's really a backlash for women all over the re- Europe if they have the power, not only in their country, uh, but I think it could be very, very dangerous for women in Europe in general. Arena's assessment is in line with Politico's own reporting on the share of women MEPs by political grouping. The gender imbalance among the four most Eurosceptic blocs within the European Parliament is currently 122 men to just 47 women. Not only is Irina a member of the European Parliament, serving on the Committee on International Trade and the Committee on Women's Rights and Gender Equality, but she has served in Belgian politics for many years as a minister at the regional and national level. When you look at women politicians at the national level, the numbers are very mixed depending on the member state. Generally speaking, the percentage of women serving in national politics is even lower than those serving in the European Parliament. Arena has an interesting take on this. I was a little bit surprised when I came here at the European Parliament because I saw that we are more than 30%. And I said, oh, it's nice. It's, uh, at the European level, we are well represented. And finally, I try to, to discuss with the, all the different parties. And in fact, it was not for the good reason. It's because Europe is seen at the national level as less important than the national level. And it is why men are not uh, running for Europe. And it is why we have more space for women. It changed a little bit because we have now more competence at the European Parliament, so we can vote, we can decide more than it was before. And so we have now more men wanted to be at the European Parliament. So we have to be really careful about the fact that perhaps we will live a moment with less women at the European Parliament. We have to be very careful on this. Uh, So we have more men at the national level for the moment, and more women, but not for the good reason. The other thing that is really different is there is more solidarity at the European Parliament between women. And so it's difficult at the national level to do what I I spoke about all of us, uh, having this line of women saying, we will fight for our rights together. At the national level, you are more linked to the, as parliament, to the government, and it's the government who decides. And it's difficult to make the alternative at the parliament level. 
Here we are free to do what we want with whom we want. So it gives you more space to make this solidarity between women and to fight for, for the rights. And sometimes we are not agree in our group, but with the solidarity we say, hmm, be careful because we have a big part of the Alde, the big part of the others, and so we can win. And so you can convince your group to go in this, uh, in this way. So this is, this is really interesting, the way you can fight for not only women's rights, but for women's rights, it's easier because you can find people being committed for women's rights in all the groups. So you can find your, your platform more easily than in your own country. But then again, the trends are somewhat dependent on where you are from. Some member states have imposed quotas at the national level too, and seen large gains in women's representation. Others, however, are actually backsliding. So what sort of advice would you give to women running for the very first time in May's election? I think that they have to find friends. <laughs> I think it's the first thing that they have to find. Uh, because you can't succeed alone. So you have to find women friends. And I'm really convinced that we can organize our solidarity between women. For example, we decided to have a group of women here in the European Parliament. The name is All of Us. And it is not only for women, but we are fighting for women's rights. You have some men in this. And these women are coming from different groups. But we are together and we decided to fight for the same rights, for the same values. So it's important to find friends if they are candidates in their own political group, but also outside their own political group. Because it is because we are together that we can win some fights. Let's hear from some of those women who are running for the very first time in the upcoming election. At the recent Political EU Studies Fair, our own Ryan Heath hosted a live debate, which included three young MEP candidates. Svenja Hahn, a Liberal MEP candidate from Germany, Tulia Pitkainen, a Socialist MEP candidate from Finland, and Anna-Lydia Pereira, who was selected as an MEP candidate this week for her center-right-wing party in Portugal. They were joined by Susanna Pavelkova, co-spokesperson for the Federation of Young European Greens from the Czech Republic. Let's listen to this debate among emerging political leaders about gender equality. I wanted to turn to equality, and I think commitment to equality is something that sets apart this generation from others. It's kind of almost an inbuilt philosophy in everybody. And seeing as we do have four women on the stage, I wanted to ask you all two questions um, that you could answer together. Is it time for a gender-equal European Commission? So I mean a minimum of 13 mm. female commissioners. And is it time for a female commission and or council president? But feel free to say as well if you think that that is a distraction compared to deeper equality in society. Um, and Lydia, you get to go first. I think we are moving towards a more gender-equal society. Now, I'm not sure that imposing 50-50 uh, female-male representation at the Commission sends the right message. We are sitting here uh, for women, uh, which means that men may possibly need quotas at some point as well, because uh, we may take over their space somehow. No, I think... Um, 
my main concern when it comes to female leadership and women participation in politics, we know that we have quality. Now, if the president of the commission or if, uh, if there's a decision by the institutions to make it binding, I'm not so com not 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 being comfortable. I don't think maybe it's, it's not a rule. Maybe it's, it's, it's just a, the goal of Manfred yeah, the Babel, goal, whoever I think becomes president. the goal is. Uh, we also have to think that women should be in those positions because they have the quality, and not because they have to Everyone fill in. in there because they have yeah, the because they have the quality. Yeah, men and women, and not because they have to fill in the equality quota. That's my only uh, concern. Now, I think. As we see here, we are going towards a more equal society. It takes some time, but I don't want to say, okay, it's this, this time is the time. Uh, okay. Maybe we can consider, uh, we, can, mm -hmm. we can explore Julia, options. Jump, jump in with your views. Okay, <laughs> I, will, I will jump in. I will say yes and yes. And I don't think that it takes time. I think it has taken enough time. I'm part of my friends, but for fuck's sake, like, we have been... I love this <laughs> debate. We, we really, that's good. Like, it's the sort of thing I would say, but I was not afraid, I was too afraid to do it. So go no, for it. but <laughs> honestly, like saying that it will come with the time, well, it hasn't come, we've waited enough. Uh, we have very qualified women in all the levels of society. Still, we can see that in many countries, you have a single male name that's more popular among the CEOs than all women put together. Like, this happens in every country. And there is a reason, like there are countries, for example, mostly in the north, where we've had already several female heads of state, several female ministers in very important positions, presidents of the republics, prime ministers, and, and so on. And quota systems in a corporate environment. But they haven't been there because of a quota system. Because this is what my biggest point, is that when we want to reach real gender equality, it is a very big question of structure. And the structure goes down to having free school meals so women don't have to stay at home to cook for their kids. And this is a, like the approach that we need to have in all levels of society, in every single sector, starting from private life, starting from culture, starting from education, and going all the way um, to the all levels of administration. We need to have the gender point of view involved everywhere, and this is how we can have enough women in the youth organization, which is great, we're already there, mm -hmm. uh, and then we can have enough women as members of the parliament. And if we don't have already there enough people, like, you know, it's a pyramid. To get to the top, you also need to have a lot of women in the bottom and in all of the levels of it. So, so I think we should really, definitely now start to take this issue seriously. And I will say again, yes and yes. Susanna, <laughs> can you top that? Well, I, I absolutely love Tulia's presentation or intervention. So we as Young Greens, we not only want a Europe which is a Europe of gender equality, but also a Europe which is truly feminist, because it doesn't help us to get more women in positions of power if then those women will be simply reproducing the existing power structures and the existing, the, the existing patterns of power. But we also need to really walk the talk. So if you say yes and yes, then I actually need to ask you, why don't you have a Spitzenkandidaten duo as we have and as we have had already in 2014, which actually makes it possible for the voters, if they want a woman as a head of the commission, to vote uh, for third party. Uh, so, so that's one point. Another point is when we talk about structures. We need to also make those positions where we want to get women in more friendly towards women. And there I'm, for example, very 
frustrated. I was very frustrated by the debate in the European Parliament where there were two proposals which were being discussed, which related to harassment in the European Parliament and which were partly being blocked by the German Conservatives. Uh, and those proposals related to uh, an obligation to subscribe to an anti-harassment code of ethics and to go through an anti-harassment training. And I mean, this is like a minimum thing which everyone can do to make the environment safe for women. So if we want to get women in positions of responsibility, let's really change those structures and change those environments so that women can feel safe there. Uh, Svenja, um, and also I, I skipped you by accident. It was actually your turn to go first on this question. I have no problem so you, with you. You get the last one on this and then the first answer on the next question. Oh, wow. Very cool. Thank you. Um, I absolutely do believe we should have a female commissioner president. And, uh, we Got anyone have... in mind for that? We have like good liberal candidates. Uh, I mean, I've forgotten have, their names. You might we have, have to say five them. liberal commissioners. Out of those, are four women. They have to be. So women. we have been working very hard to do our fair share to have gender equality in the commission. And if all the other member states would work on that, especially the EPP, that would be really great. Well, well, um, this, this time is not possible. <laughs> Shade has um, come to the debate. And I think, I mean, you can really feel the change. I mean, they're like all the women are rising, like we are tired of working our asses off and not being in the spotlight. And it's time that more women get in the spotlight. And there are good, good women. And it's, I'm a bit annoyed of this quota discussion because it's always about like, do we need a quota or not? And then it's like, oh, but I only want to be there because I'm, I'm good and qualified. And it's like, have you ever asked a man and he, if he's good and qualified for this position? So we want the best people, men and women, but it's time that more of the good women come up. And that's only challenging for a mediocre man. Gender quotas. While there are plenty of other issues we will explore in this series, like how women politicians are portrayed in the media and what Europe can learn from other parts of the world, the issue of quotas seems to be on many people's minds. While not everyone agrees that this is the appropriate solution to achieving gender parity in political representation, it is certainly a part of the discussion in ways it wasn't even just a few years ago. On our next episode of The XX Factor, Naomi O'Leary takes the reins as she highlights the women who are shaking up Irish politics. There is now a very hot topic, whether you're in Ireland, whether you're in America, and looking at, at the changing dynamic of the House of Representatives, that the place of women in politics and public life is now at the fore, and you have campaigning groups inside and outside of various parliaments trying to push that forward as a real issue, because you have an unfinished democracy if you don't have equality in representation. This episode of The XX Factor is produced by Christina Gonzalez and Aline Schert. A special thanks to Ryan Heath and Andrew Gray. I'm Lily Beyer. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.